Hey, this is Keith Jones, the president of Hockey Operations of the Flyers. Hi, I'm Paul Holmgren. Hey, I'm Travis Konechny. Hi, this is Travis Sanheim. Hi, I'm Joel Farabee. Hey, I'm Scott Lawton. This is Dan Helfer. Hi, this is Bob Clark. And you're listening to Snow the Goalie. 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 Oh, yes. We're here. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. If you're sitting back to yourself thinking, oh, I didn't know this was happening. Don't feel bad. Neither did we. Nope. Welcome into the morning after post-game show. Uh, Flyers went down to Dallas in a game that I'm sure everybody was watching as their preferred game last night, uh, especially Anthony Sanfilippo, who you can find on Twitter, at Philly. Flyers went down to Dallas, scored three shorties, took the game to overtime, ended up losing, but boy... It, it is getting harder and harder and harder to deny the fight that this team seems to go into every game with. And so we said, you know what? They gave such a spirited effort last night that we're going to figure out a way to get this done this morning. Set up the online stream, and we are here. So, Anthony, um, give people uh, a thought here uh, about this Dallas game. Are you surprised in any way that this team continues to just find ways into games? Um, so here's the first thing I will say about this. So they, they had three shorthanded goals, right? Yeah. So in a sense, that's kind of like a hat trick, right? I mean, you get three of yeah. them in one game. It's a hat trick, right? It's the first time it was done by a Flyers team in 28, 27 years. Um, I think first time in, in the NHL in five years. Um and since you know yesterday there was also a Phillies game going on, does does that mean that if I was a headline writer for a newspaper, I would say that they were tricked down in Dallas? Oh, I like it. Like I like that? it. A strained Trick. pun headline. If you listen to the hey, the press listen. Th- back in the day, it's what we used to do. We used to sit around a newspaper office and try and come up with uh, punny headlines for for a tabloid. But no, I'm not surprised that they're competitive, Russ. I'm I'm not. Um, this is a team we saw last year at the beginning of the season. Same same thing. Torts gets his teams ready to play, perhaps better than any coach in, in the league. Um, yeah. And that's not, a, that's not saying that he's the best coach in hockey. It's just that to start a season, he believes in having your his team at their like mid-season conditioning. And I think that that's an old-school mentality. Um, not that it's a bad thing. It's just an old school mentality that doesn't happen in the sport that much anymore. And as a result, they are able to, you know, get out early on teams. Now, the other thing, keep in mind, teams are often because it's the flyers are often throwing a backup goalie at them, which Dallas did again last night, starting Scott Wedgwood. So you're, you're going to get opportunities to get, you know, at least early on here, um, you're going to get opportunities to score some goals with by a team that doesn't have a lot of offense, you know, and, and to, to their credit, you know, Konechny's off to a good start and Farabee's off to a good start. Um, these guys are getting some goals and, uh, but you know, you do have to look at the, look at it from the big picture and say, this is fun. This is great. They, they got a, they got a real personality out there. They're not going to, they're not going to, you know, sit back and, and and let a good team roll over them. I expect the same kind of thing when they get to Vegas on Tuesday. 
it's an 11 o'clock start here in the East. Um, I So I expect the same kind of thing. But, you know, th- that that's Torts' teams. And yeah. ultimately, ultimately t- the opposition will realize, all right, we got to start our, our, our starter starting goalie against the Flyers. Ultimately, they'll catch up skating-wise and speed-wise to the Flyers. Right now, the Flyers look really quick. They do. If you watch these games, they look really, really quick, um, and they're not that fast. So, so there's a there's there's got to be you know be excited, like the way a lot of guys are playing, mm-hmm. but also pump the brakes on a little bit, understanding where we are I- in the season. I don't think that anybody right now needs to pump the brakes. I think that it's totally fine for people to live in the moment. Don't overreact. And- that's what, the, what that's, is, okay, but that's what the, is overacting? You can, you can be excited. Like? You can be you can yeah. enjoy it. You should not. I'm not trying to tell anybody. I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer here. Enjoy yeah. what you're seeing. Enjoy this process of them getting good. Right. Yeah. Um. That's that's a positive. That's a that's a, there's all even when they lose games, there should be things that you look for that are positive at, at this point with the team. What I'm what I'm saying is just don't don't ramp up your expectations i start to see people put tweeting out you know and i know that some of them are doing it for fun but i think there are some people who truly believe look at the standings of flyers at the top of the division this and that like uh, just that's where i'm saying pump the brakes you need to start naming names if there are people out there well, right see, now there are, are fans that do it i'm not going to name fans names all right I'm, are, they, know, are we sure that they're not people that are just trying to like farm and uh, are it, farming for engagement like, no. are we sure? No, I'm 100%. You think that, you think that some of these people, people, these are, people are... I, these are people I've been following for, you know, years. Because So you we, believe in your heart of hearts that there are people right now sitting at home, possibly watching, or maybe even after the fact, listening to the morning after show with Ant and Russ. You're, you mean to tell me that you think that there are people out there who genuinely look at the standings right now and say, yes, this team, this one right here is going to win the Metro. This team, yes, this team right now I think that is, they is going to make the playoffs and and put a a real fear into the hearts of the top of the Eastern Conference. How many? Is that how, you're many telling me? how many tweets are we seeing is saying, "I told you this team's going to be better than we thought." That's the people who think that they're going to the playoffs. Yes, yes, there that's are people out there that's like that. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. It. Let's get to some of the questions, comments, and concerns. Uh, while we get through this, by the way, three shorthanded goals last night is bonkers. so. Yeah, first absolutely first time since bonkers. Ninety six for the Flyers, and first you know, time the, in the league the, since eighteen. The glass half empty version of that is you sit back and go, "Well, if you scored three shorties, it means that you were playing probably undisciplined hockey to end up having to be on the PK at least three times." The inverse of that is, man, if you do have a dangerous kill, oh, what is this? Matthew Stevens, we're a bubble team again, sitting in mediocrity. No, we're not. No, it's not. I don't think so. I could be wrong. Um, it, it's not. No. This is this is good. Flyers went down to Dallas looking for a point to steal. I like that. I like that one. And they did. And they stole one. Uh, this, this is becoming a frequent thing now, right? Allison says, good morning. I wasn't able to watch because they blacked it out in Houston. Was this in this was ESPN plus again, right? So, or at least a lot of people were trying to access it through ESPN plus. Um, there were people shooting messages our way yesterday that were complaining about it. I don't, I don't think locally it was, but I know that there have been issues my, with ESPN plus blacking out my local games. I would never tell somebody to watch some, do something illegal. Oh, never. 
But I will tell you, for those of you who don't know, it doesn't take much to go Be find careful. A, uh, careful. a stream of a, no. of a, of a game nope. out there those online. Exist. They don't exist. The only place for you to go get those out-of-market games is ESPN Plus, which we should actually have an affiliate link to. Maybe we'll maybe we'll sign up for Stop the program. Stop it. Stop it. Stop. Why are you why are you why are you shilling for them? For who? Why are you for ESPN? Why are you well, shilling just, for them? I'm just saying that's where you legally have to go to stream your out-of-market games. Uh, yes. We don't acknowledge legally. illegal streaming here on Snow the Goalie, the Only Flyers podcast. This that is be, that, that's as that pathetic. Wrong that's as pathetic do. as people who used to make, make pretend before gambling was legal that nobody gambled, and we nobody couldn't did. acknowledge it. And then all, all, all of a sudden, we only started gambling on sports once it became legal. I mean, it's baloney, man. I mean, you know, people stream stuff that they're not supposed to stream. That doesn't necessarily mean that the streamer is is in the wrong, is doing something illegal. It's the people oh. who are. It's the people who are providing that is doing is what is is illegal. The so, people no. who stream, I think, are actually eligible for uh, for penalty. All right, it doesn't matter. Whatever. Um, good morning from gorgeous North Carolina, says Titan. Good morning. Yeah. Um, Ryan Ingrick says they played with outstanding pace against a team that has a lot of speed and talent. We call it a shorthand trick. Says like underground it. tracks. That's good. Yeah. That's certainly good. Um, concern here from HC that Emil Andre did not. So I want to, I want to, I want to get into that real quick. Um, Go ahead, please do. I, I, it, I'm, I'm tallying something up. That's why I'm, I'm it's paying not, attention. But I'm it's not just Andre. Um, look, the Flyers played a pretty good game. Um, they got, had a lot of shots. They were pretty relentless, right? Um, I did think that there was a little bit of running around in their own end. Doesn't surprise me with as young as the defense is. I, I was told on Friday morning by someone in the organization that Risto was definitely playing last night. And then he ended up not playing. Um, Can so we you confirm both... that Risto is still alive? Yeah, I know. Right. So, um, so basically what ends up happening is, is both Andre and Zamula are in the lineup and yeah. there were, uh, there were some defensive gaffes in that game. Like if you look at the first goal, that was a Nick sealer mistake at the blue line. Um, there was a, there was a goal, um, geez, I'm trying to remember which one it was and ended up with two the, Dallas had two guys down low and, and, you know, Sanheim is marking the one guy and then the other guy's wide open to score. Yeah. Um, and I was, I, I was wondering where the hell Cam York was on the play. Like I tried to watch the, you know, you know, I watched a condensed version of this game because obviously because of the Phillies. Um, yeah. and I was looking for. York on the play and just really never saw him. I don't know where the hell he was. So you have two guys right in front. Um, and, and and I'll tell you another thing when you get to overtime, and this is why I don't like the two forward setup when you are in your own end for a face-off in overtime. Okay? They have three guys. You have three guys on the ice, and you're taking a face-off in your own end. To me, I, start, I would start with two defensemen. If you get possession of the puck, you can send a defenseman off and get a forward on. But they, they still line up two forwards and a defenseman. And poor Walker is by himself out there trying to figure out where the hell he's supposed to be. And after Pavelski kind of wins the draw off of Couturier, you know, there's a, there's a, a mass of bodies kind of in the faceoff circle. And he just slides out. Like Pavelski just slips through into the slot. Yeah. Cam Atkinson is a f natural forward, so he's going to the to the point, right? You got Couturier going to the wall. There's nobody. Walker's like 
manning a guy, which is what a normal defenseman would do in a four on four or five on five, right? And and there's nobody in, to go with Pavelski in front because there's not a second defenseman because the forwards are are doing instinctual things. Um, so anyway, I, I I think that there were there were mistakes still in the game as well as they played. Um, so yeah, there's there are still things that they need to clean up. Um, and, uh, I think, I think that they might have a little bit of a, a little bit of comeuppance when they get to Vegas. Just my, okay. just my thought. I think that they're, they're, they're going to need a game like that where they, you know, they get bounced around a bit to realize, oh, we've got to fix that. Sometimes yeah. players just need that, you know? Philly fan says, uh, how do we know the cutter and Mishkov aren't high enough in talent? Uh, or how do we know that Cutter and Mishkov aren't enough of high-end talent? If so, isn't it good to have players like 10, 71, 8, 74, et cetera, getting some high-pressure late-season hockey? No. 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 It, it, there's no there's no value in in that, really. I mean, it's it, everybody thinks that there is, right? It, the, there's you more, let the, I think there's more value in them getting reps during yeah. the regular season. You're not in a position where you're a budding playoff team trying to contend, where, you, where then you say, like, yes, getting to experience playoff hockey is great. This team is so far away from it right now that, no. No. Yeah, no what I think that it gets lost sometimes is this, this note that notation or notion, notation, notion that, um, oh, they need to play in, in big moments in order to get the experience. The experience you need at this level is learned – primarily in practice yeah yes there's game experience and yes there are things that happen in games that you learn from and that's how you grow right but yep. what they where where it really the development really comes is the between games and and we nobody really talks about that but that's where all the work's coming the video work you're doing with the coaches the little things that you're doing at practice to, to refine the mechanics of your game that's where the changes are made. That's where the development actually happens. So yeah. to sit there and say, oh, well, they should be playing in important games. Yeah, it's not the end of the world, right? If, you know, if, if, if for that to happen. But at the same time, it's not needed. It's not a yeah. thing that's needed for them. Um, and and HC makes a really good point. And this is... The, the, I'm sorry. I, we had the same thought there. Yeah, that one. yeah. Um, if you can... If if there are if they are uh you know waiver exempt and can be moved up and down, that's how you do it. You want to you want them to feel the pressure the pressure of of important hockey. You make it happen at the AHL level. That's for sure. Um. Hey. So two two other things real quick. One. Um. Urson and goal. Yeah. First game of the season. And yeah. as I think I said at on the press row show on Thursday, you know you run the risk after four games of not playing the guy. You don't know what he's going to look like. You're starting him on the road. You're starting him against a you know a strong team. Question is, you know, how's he going to look? Didn't look that sharp. Um, I don't know how much of that you you just chalk up to the fact that like he hasn't played so far this season. He started on the road against a strong team, or you know, I mean, think back. When was the last time he actually played? Played like part of a game in, in preseason, preseason, right? Yeah. Well, it was like two more than two weeks ago. Um, yeah. actually, I think it was three weeks ago now to be honest, if I'm thinking back which preseason game it was, and he only faced like 14 shots in that preseason yeah. game. So yeah, you had to expect a little bit of rust in the first game. Yeah. Um, 
you know, and even that, I thought that, you know, that really only the third goal, I thought was the only one that was like, ah, he probably should have had that one. Yeah, it, than, I don't feel like the performance yeah. set off a lot of alarm bells where you go, oh, my but God, do we have, I thought as the do game we have a backup goalie problem yeah. here? No, I, no, I thought as the game went on, he actually got better. I know he only has 20 saves out because he only faced 25 shots. But, man, that, that glove save he makes on Rupe Hintz in, in overtime was a thing of beauty. I mean, it's a two-on-one, yeah. and the pass is he's got to be moving across and flashing the glove. I mean that's a that's a typical Jim Jackson left-handed larceny line right there. I mean I, mm-hmm. I thought that was uh, that was really really solid. So um, yeah, I mean I, I I don't think you worry about it. I think that Urson Urson will be fine. I think it was just a matter of how how long his layoff was, and he's playing in front of uh, playing with a um, really young defense in front of him against a very good team. Mm-hmm. Dallas is a one of the top two or three teams in the league right so so there's a there's a lot of things that kind of tie into that i i don't i don't worry too much about person's performance we have people asking about frost when is he going to get back in the lineup there are people like eric here who want to see the fourth line broken up put lawton down on the fourth line so the frost can play on the third line um how do we put this in i would say i would say i would say if frost comes back in the guy that's going to go out is tyson forster I'll tell you right now. I was I was told of um, the other day that, and this wasn't from Torts. So just, but that Torts absolutely loves Bobby Brink. Well, Bobby absolutely Brink is loves him. Largely great. Um, and made another really nice pass on Farabee's goal yesterday. Um, it's the, kind of the rebound of the shot. Um, and 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 kind of throws it over to him, like you know, softly looks at it. I mean, barely looks at him and just taps it over to him for an easy goal. Um, he's got really, really good vision yeah. on the ice, Bobby Brink, and and I think mm-hmm. that there's there the, the, he's going to be a player here. I really yeah. think so. I think he's going to be a guy. So I think that if if you're moving Frost back into the lineup, and whether losing in overtime breaks the stretch of towards saying I don't change my lineup when things are going well, if if that's the case, I think Frost gets back in for for Forster. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Yeah. Uh, hey, one last thing here. Yeah, I know. I know. So we gotta, I, 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 I apologize this. to the, our, our viewers because I know we got to go quick, but we got to run. David Castleman says, "No one needs the Only Flyers podcast. We want the Only Flyers podcast. <laughs> I think it's a one and a need." And he also points out this was a while ago, but said 42 people on at Mongrel hours on a Sunday morning, unplanned, unannounced, in advance. Not bad. We're up to 56. I will say there are some shows that stream just in general in sports that wish they had 56 people watching, like even with multiple hours of announcement or like a regular schedule. And we legitimately did not announce this. We just went live for fun early on a Sunday morning after some people have been up very late watching the Phillies game. I went out last night. I was at a wedding. Were you? Yeah. Watched the first uh, four innings at the wedding. It was so funny. There was it was a huge wedding. It was three hundred people at the wedding. Wow! And they had this bar, like off to the side. It wasn't like mm-hmm. it wasn't like a, just a, your typical banquet hall. It was, yeah. it was an entire bar attached to it. So I actually got a spot at the bar like ten minutes before the Phillies game started, and all of a sudden, literally by the first inning, I'd say about one hundred and eighty of the three hundred people were in the bar watching the wow. Phillies game it was nuts and then at the fourth inning we were like I looked at Maria and I said I think we need to go um 
because it's it, you know it's going to be nuts getting out of here if we wait until the end of the game. And so we left, and I you know, took only a couple innings to get home, and I watched the last three innings at home. So, but uh, yeah, it was fun. We went out with a couple of friends to uh, root down in Phoenixville. Yeah. Who maybe I don't know. Maybe I'll talk to them about sponsoring the pod. Here I am giving them an unpaid plug, but um, there was a live band, like a funk band, when we went in. And then you go all the way through. It's a really cool building. You go all the way to the back, and they have a giant screen on the wall, and it's picnic tables, right? It's it's all inside, but it's mm-hmm. it's picnic tables and giant screen. And we're sitting there, and it was like the Houston versus Texas game was on, and I was like, well, they're gonna put the Phillies game on. So we had like the center picnic table. And I was like, we had planned on going to a few different bars. And I was like, man, I don't know. Like, this this seems like it'd be a really good spot to just kind of set up shop for the night. I think we stayed there in, through the sixth inning or into the seventh inning. Mm-hmm. And it's the first time in quite a long time that I've been out while a big game is going on. Um, and to experience that feeling of community again, of of people, like, actively rooting for the same team and everything without, like, having to sit in the living room and try not to yell too loud and wake the kids. So that was pretty cool. It was like a, a fun throwback experience. So good on the Phillies for winning. Good on the Flyers for going down to Dallas, walking away with a point. And that leads me to something that I was doing here early when I wasn't looking at you directly. I'm keeping track of our – that's really bad. There you go. You kind of see it. I already, tracking, I already wrote down our standings. Tracking down the standings. Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm assuming our math is going to be the same. You and Bundy are tied. Is that? We're, is that? Your we're math? both. We're both four and one with uh, yeah. with five points, and you're two and three with two points. Correct. That is correct. Yeah. So, so we are at. Uh, and and actually, one of the things that's that's interesting about it. Don't forget, we're doing our predictions thread. Maybe we'll start turning that into a community competition too on Twitter and Facebook and wherever else. Um, you get a point if you get the result right. And then you get an extra point if you get the exact score. So Ant and Bundy nailed the exact score and result in the first game of the season. So they got two points for that. And then they've each gotten three more games correct. And I started off with an Ofer and an Ofer, but I've gotten the last three results right. Slow and steady. Three, three in a row you got right or two two out of the last three? Three in a row. Oh, then you're three and two. I thought you were two and three. I must have Sorry, missed yeah. one. Well, yeah, three. Oh, yeah, because you said two and three with three points. Three, three and two with three points. All right. So, so you, you, you have five. Bundy has five. I have three. Okay. Um, I'm not calling myself Rustradamus yet. That that will come in time. This that's, is this is this is this is funny. By the way, what's up? God, you can read. Allison it. Allison checks in and says, "On Wednesday is the post game morning after recap happening right after the game, since it will practically be daybreak when that game is over." <laughs> <laughs> Who's staying no. up to watch the entire game? It's Absolutely. an 11, 11 p.m. start, so it's not going to end until Vegas, yeah. quarter to two in the morning here in the East. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So she might be, I don't know, what the hell. There's I mean, we'll, no chance. We we will absolutely not be going live right after that. So, yeah, yeah that game that game's on Tuesday night, 11 p.m., next Flyers game. We'll, pro- we'll do the morning after Wednesday morning, probably around 8 or so. Uh, we'll put that out on social ahead of time. And then um, we'll be back in the building Thursday. It's a game at 7.30 against the Wild. Saturday, 1 o'clock against the Ducks. And then the following Monday against the Hurricanes. And then Wednesday against the Sabres. Four games. Ugh, four home games in a row. How about that? She's not, deba- she's not debuting on the show. 
No, she's not. Maybe someday, but not today. Not today. All right. She can chastise me for my uh, for my predictions. I'll tell you that. So, all, uh, all right. Big thank you to everybody who checked in again. As uh, as David pointed out before, totally unannounced on a Sunday morning. I got nothing. My my brain still isn't functioning. I think I wrote four or five stories already for NFL Sunday, and my brain already feels like mush. And I think I have like eight or nine yeah. to go. So it's gonna be gonna be a fun day. Uh, Vegas will definitely be, and I like this real quick. Oops, this one, HC. Vegas is going to be a real test. They're looking very strong. No cup hangover. So we'll we'll see. Uh, Micah, by the way, first time on YouTube, I can finally say something. Hey there, Micah. Yeah. Thanks for checking in. Thanks for checking in. Thanks for signing into YouTube. It's a way, way, place to be from now on. YouTube is the place to be. Dun, yeah. dun, 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 dun. All right, Russell. You All took, right. Me, take me eight minutes longer than I pro- told you I had to go. So. That's right. Well, take me down to the Paradise City where the grass is green and the hockey is pretty. It's time to go. We will be back Wednesday morning with everyone's favorite post-game show, The Morning After, which you can find on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. In the meantime, let's hope the Eagles get a win tonight. That would be nice. Not going to happen. <laughs> What's the score going to be against uh, Miami? You want my prediction for the Eagles game tonight? Yeah, I want your prediction. Final score will be uh, 31 to 23 Dolphins. That's not that bad. I expected you to say like 42 to 20. No, it's not going to be. So. Come on. The Eagles are going to score a little bit too. Miami's defense isn't that good. Yeah. All right. We'll see. Eagles might win tonight. Take it to the bank, folks. All right. We'll talk to you again later this week. In the meantime, follow Ant on Twitter at Ant Philly. I'm on Twitter at Joy on Broad. Bundy might still be asleep in the mongrel hours at Cetarian 6. And by the way, if you didn't listen to the last episode, Make sure you go back and listen to the last episode of Snow the Goalie, where we came up with an idea for something that Bundy is going to do, and I can tell you definitively that Bundy has agreed to do the thing that we talked about at the end of last episode. So if you haven't watched it or you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it today. All right, everybody. Have a fantastic rest of your day. Go Eagles. Go Phillies. Go Flyers. Go go to bed, Sixers.